Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Andrew Main, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello. Ryan Brushwood. Ahoy hoy. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello. Well, we're going to start off with a story sent to us by Mr. or presumably R.J. Jackson. And uh, gentlemen, R.J. wants to send you on a trip. Okay, cool. Uh, I love uh, I love uh, trips. My bags are packed. Yeah, uh, I'll little, pack my bags too. Little, sure. Little little place to explore. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk about what you're going to need on this trip. Start suggesting items. I'll tell you if they'll be good or not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I, I, photographs I think... of my children. <laughs> eh, maybe. Won't help you, but fine. Uh, okay. Okay. A, uh, a, a sturdy boots. Yep. Definitely going to need those. A okay. Dungeons Master's Guide for the latest edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Maybe. Maybe. Can't rule that out. Uh, sturdy gloves. Yep, those are going to help. Okay. A Generation 1 iPod. Eh, you know, maybe. 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 A heat-resistant tunic. Huh. Could be. Could totally be needed. Okay. Four burritos, three of which are healthy. One is Filled with neurotoxin, and the fifth of which just looks gross, but is actually fine. Yep, might need it. You never know. Okay. Mm. Uh, a snake-killing device. <laughs> Maybe. Totally, totally possible. That would be needed. A uh, 1999 Microsoft Encarta CD-ROM. Mm, the sum total of humanity's knowledge like, at the time may I remind you uh, yeah but do you have a laptop for it just having the discs isn't good mm, a 1998 compact desktop cool alright because I'm out of compact. I'm out of space at this point and by the way we're going to have we're to gonna, find monitors there because I don't have room gonna, for no, the monitors yeah just bring a laptop just bring a laptop oh okay Sorry, but none of the new laptops have DVD drives that we can play in Carta on. We'll bring a 1998 laptop then, okay. not a desktop. Okay. Then we're going to lose saying, some fidelity. All right? like, it's just going to run slower. Uh, God. Like, what, 45 I mean, what happens if life? we, I mean, like, okay, I swear, I swear to God, I'm going to be really pissed if the first thing you do is, like, you arrive at the LAN party, and I'm sitting there with a laptop holding my cheese in the wind. A 1982 copy of the Empire Strikes Back picture book. Yeah, maybe. Could be good. Okay. Oh. Uh, an oxygen tank and without any regulator. Regulator. Yeah. Matches. Uh, an unregistered handgun. Uh, cool. All a, right. A, a copy of uh, Dianetics. Who knows? It may strangely come in handy. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes. Ready for your trip? Yes. I have no regrets for any of my selections. We're, go we're going to Yemen. Okay. Okay. Ready? Going mm -hmm. to Yemen. Mm -hmm. And uh, here, put, some, put these helmets on, guys. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Got you got your climbing gloves on. Yep. Sure. Sturdy gloves. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, we're going into the desert in the Almora province. Okay. Okay. And uh, there's a well there, and mm-hmm. the well's 300 feet across and several hundred feet deep. That apparently nobody's ever been to the bottom of, and it's known as the Well of Hell. Uh, question. Yeah. Well, uh, was this just there and somebody found it, or a well implies that somebody dug it? In which case, at some point, somebody somewhere would theoretically know it, where the no, bottom is. No natural wells. Yeah. No wells aren't always dug. Yeah, hold on, hold dug. on, hold um, on, guys, guys. Two seconds. I plug in the desktop. I I put in the Encarta uh, CD. This will just take a second. Right. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this copy from 1982 of the full color picture book of The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm just gonna open up my Funkin' Wagnalls, which is your Microsoft Encarta. Okay, hold on. I, I'm just gonna uh, I just gotta sign in here. Oh, I don't I don't know if we're connected. to Do we bring a generator? While he does that, let me give you some background on the Well of Hell. Oh, crap. As recently, <laughs> oh, Siri as works. Recently as, Thank God. <laughs> as recently as this summer, Yemeni officials admitted they didn't know what might be down there. Stories of demons and other supernatural figures known as jinns or genies that live in the well have circulated among locals throughout the centuries. Many by nearby residents don't even like to talk about the hole, let alone visit for fear of bad luck. All right. So, so a group so, of Omani cave divers. Yeah. Well, on the Omani cave exploration. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. It's the curse. It's the curse. The Oset made what is really the first descent into the bottom. So they hit the bottom. They went to the bottom. Did, now, when you say yes, went to the did. bottom, like 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 they they jumped in with a parachute or or what? They 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 had some rope and and the rope Hell, stopped yeah, going used, down. Or? No, yeah, no, no. Uh, James Bond style. They jumped off the edge and the Union Jack was I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> on saying, the look, parachute. Uh, I I heard the words. They went to the bottom, and I'm trying to understand what that means. Mm. Started at the bottom. Now we're here. They they repelled. They repelled down. Yeah. They actually went all the way down to the bottom. Uh and and how deep did it end up being? Three hundred and sixty feet. Uh, that's far. Is this gonna become like every the chai video now where it's like everybody's parachuting down just to show that they can? I mean, it seems like a bit uh, remote. Uh, like, like it doesn't seem like it would be necessarily an Instagram vacation. This, it's this a narrow, it's a narrow hole too. Yeah. You know. uh, so this, this would be more of like the 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 scientific element of it. Uh, I'll, I mean, so number one, all right, here's the question that we are asking on this show that nobody else dares to to put voice to: Did they find genies down there, uh, or demons? Or demons, or or did Raza Ghoul get upset that exactly. they were messing with his pit? Because did Bane climb out of there? That's what I want to know. Uh, like Bane. They didn't say they found any. Gotcha. That doesn't mean they weren't possessed and they came back. Mm, and this is say? all going to unfold in a series of horrifying accidents. Yes. Uh, how big? Does the environment change from uh, the surface? If we're in, uh, you said Yemen, right? Um, like, I'd imagine it's fairly hot at the surface and very sunny. And then 
except for like maybe one hour out of the day, the bottom of this pit is going to be very cool and not sunny. Uh, is it possible that there's a substantially different environment down at the bottom that, that maybe some things are living that can't live on the surface? Uh maybe they they didn't find much down there they found like some water droplets uh they found bright green formations like cave pearls they found things like this you know they mm. found uh some stalagmites and so they found some you know things like that but uh yeah to the temperature it would make sense that you know um it would have a lower temperature there yeah we can build so some condos so what about the imprisoned genies or other other supernatural spirits that is placed at the bottom? The expedition expedition leader said there were snakes, but they won't bother you unless you bother them. Uh, first of all, that's not a no. Yeah, that's not a no. I mean, it's always snakes, and yeah, they eventually come bother you. Yeah, as we know, as as, the, uh, as we're down there, I'm like things. ah snakes, and uh, 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 I just throw the compact. Uh, desktop at it. Yeah. <laughs> Snake's like, hey, uh, can you help me out here, buddy? Uh, got a Snickers bar, uh, <laughs> something. I've been trapped down here and uh, I'm a snake. No hands to climb out. Wait, how, if you, if you did find a snake down there, can a snake climb 350 plus feet up the side of a wall? I mean, if, if, if they're ever going to do it, it'd be there. But I doubt it. Looking at this picture from the bottom, it seems like it it kind of is uh, kind of like a dome shape. So it would be it would be almost I, entirely upside down at some point. I'm gonna issue a trigger warning because Bryce Brian's question. You now need to Google climbing snakes. I mean, from from what I've been told, and this is uh, ancient knowledge from my grandfather bestowed upon me at the tender age of nine, uh, all snakes can just climb all walls and infinitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, we're looking at a snake climbing pretty much straight up a tree. Wow. It's got an amazing method of wrapping itself around. Uh, this is terrifying. This is what they don't show you. You see the snake on the branch. You're like, how did it get there? This is how it gets That's there. It. It's fast, so, too. Yeah, I'm going to guess that uh, 300 feet is not very far for a snake to yeah, come and go as it got, pleases. But it's climbing up the interior of a cylinder, though. So let's try, like, snake climbing out of well or something else. Yes. Like, it could, sure, stop, I could stop, climb that stop tree. being in the can't. pocket of big snake, yeah, showing but, these snakes being able to do anything, these do-it-all snakes. Uh... I guess the what makes it even worse is like uh, when snakes go into free fall, they're pretty good at like, you know, wiggling their bodies and kind of getting as flat as they can so that they just sort of reach terminal velocity like a cat and just like, Bling. all right, we're fine. Just imagine like being up a tree and like there's a python like, ah, you can't get me. And then you just see it being able to do that where it just wraps itself and starts to like, oh, game over, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> so. Uh, listen, we have not ruled out demons or gins or malevolent spirits that escaped. Um, did, uh, you know, did they come back and start putting a lot of money into Dogecoin? Who knows? Know. Hard to Gin say. Coin. I'm seeing, I'm you know, seeing a lot of data about snakes climbing poles, but not, not quite up a dome or an upside down. Wall. Try wall. wall. Try, try snake up there, wall. There is some about a, on a like cliff. brick wall. 
That would be a roughly a rough equivalent of, of what we're seeing here with this big old pit. Open up the pit. That's what they should have said before they did their exploration down into it. <laughs> it seems like a very pro move. Open up the pit. And then right. they all start very gingerly kind of scaling down for scientific purposes, not to And as anything. they're going down, somebody else is whispering, let the body uh, all right, so there is a snake. Yes, yeah, so it's on a vertical brick wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. In what looks to be somebody's quaint English garden. <laughs> that was possible. It's like a wacky wall walker. Oh, my God, there's done. a snake. There's a snake, Martha. Just go get it. I ain't never seen a snake on the brick wall before. <laughs> what? I didn't think you there was any snake. <laughs> I thought there was a crack in the foundation. He had many boulders in him, so he didn't go up into that nest. It was just just a bit was, outside. <laughs> that was well, a story about like I think somebody's talking about how you know Monty Python. They're like they always thought like man the way they make fun of women with those voices. And their, his wife went to go visit some old English ladies like garden club. Yeah, and realized that they sounded exactly <laughs> oh, no. like the Monty Python sketch. Uh, well, folks, yeah. uh, if, if you would have listened to that clip any longer, you would have heard the man uh, uh, talking about the snake on the wall by saying, "Oh, I'm so upset." That, that this snake situation is happening because I was literally just about to go into my house and subscribe to the Weird Things Patreon at patreon.com slash weird thing. But why don't you just do it anyway? You've been talking about it for months. You said, oh, I want to give those boys one dollar per episode. Well, I would uh, do that and I will. I plan on doing it as soon as this snake gets off my wall because mostly what I want to hear How is a early. Snake on a wall? Stop interrupting me. <laughs> uh, I want to hear... Uh, uh, the After Things show before anybody else, which is made exclusive for Patreon. Well, you can make that happen right now. The snake's not going anywhere. Uh, well, then maybe it'll go away. You want to know it'll never go away? The consistent entertainment and informative nature of the Weird Things podcast. I mean, I'll log in. I'll do it for you if you like. What's yeah. your credit card? This is my reboot of Fight Club. That's the, it's just, that, that's, it just ends Fight Club 2 title card coming to theaters exclusively next, next year. Spider snake, spider snake. It's not going to catch on, I know. No. uh, I'm sending Bryce some coordinates and uh, we're going to play another guessing game here. And that is, hey, guess what? The, when you look at Google Maps, the way those images are are captured, Sometimes it's satellite, but more often than not, you're actually sometimes looking at aerial photography where a plane flies over the camera and takes it over, and, and most of it's that's there. But you take a plane, fly it really high up, aim a camera down, and take photos. Uh, we caught something on a map, on a Google map. You can find this thing on a Google map. I want some guesses of what was caught, a thing that you would normally maybe think you might catch on a Google map. Uh, like a cave-in happening in the moment? All right, so we're talking about the uh, aerial photo, not the street view. Right, aerial photo, yeah. Aerial photo, not street view. From above. Because all sorts of crazy stuff happens on street view. Well, right? yeah, like yeah. people yeah. are coming into ice cream joints or leaving ice cream yeah, joints. Sometimes ice cream. people eating ice cream. Sometimes like their license it. plates are just there begging to be fuzzed out by Google. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so what do they normally catch that they wouldn't otherwise? Crop circles? I, ma- I, ma- I made my guess mm. of, of, of like a, a, a sinkhole opening mid-moment. Mid so that would be like, like you could notice like dust or something like that because there was some way that we could immediately tell that this was just like the earth opening up. Yeah. Hmm. I would say hmm, like a caravan of some kind. Like caravan of like, lost, lost souls. A bunch of dark elves who've a dark elf to leave. caravan would be it's something a, that you don't see every object. day. It's an object, and Thor too. I dug. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. When speaking of dark elves, uh, an object, a single object, an obelisk. Yep, remember, object. Oh, remember when everybody was going obelisk crazy? Yeah, I do remember. No, that. no. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The, uh, uh, <laughs> everybody was planting them, and so yeah, they just them. yeah, yeah. Oh, how young we were. <laughs> Everybody was like, but it's not an obelisk. Is oh, it? I'm so scared of this obelisk. And then, you know, a couple months later, I'm so scared of this respiratory virus. I, <laughs> out of the corner of my eye, I we feel didn't like lock I, down I, for I the obelisks, something. did we? Oh, oh, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I have to recuse myself because I think I, I saw out of the corner of my eye. Oh, I just realized I left that <laughs> yeah, monitor on. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with dark elves, crop circles, migration. I'm going to go with uh, secret government aircraft crash landed. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. with uh, a a the the rare uh, uh, McDonald's Burger King combo restaurant tried once and never spoken of again <laughs> because of some weird congressional. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was it was some uh, uh, anti. Uh, uh, you know, monopoly thing yeah. that they had it to was, make it was like, one version of it. It had to function and sell two hamburgers. And then both companies it, agreed they'd destroy it. They sold like the big McWhopper or something. That was it. it was, yeah. And it was too right, powerful. Are, <laughs> it was too powerful. And, 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 and people lost for five years <laughs> and then they came back. It was, yeah, it caused the blip. Uh, gentlemen, we're about to zoom in. Where are we zooming into right now? I would have to zoom out Probably to tell like, you that. what. Probably uh, Minnesota. So it looks like a a a, a, a stealth bomber. A stealth bomber. But yep. weirdly, it looks like the trail starts after the nose cone. It looks <laughs> it looks like it landed and skidded out and spun around sideways, and then some farmer got bored of it and started mowing the grass around it. I Holy crap! So I don't think that that's a ground. Ah, no, it's I, in flight. I, that's just yeah. Again, that's what I'm saying is that's what it looks like. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I I highly doubt that's what happened, but yeah. So so it's just it's just mid passing underneath. Yep, it's just just it's the self stealth bomber just just whizzing right by underneath wow. this thing, and you can see no. Okay, so notice what you're looking at the photo. Um, if you look at, you can see. Chromatically, you see the the yellow, the red, and the blue, and the green. That happens to do with the photo sensors. So mm. basically, because as it moves fast in the shutter speed, as you can see, the rate at which that the the, the electronic shutters closed, and that's why you get the blur effect like that because it's going really fast. And they when they do, and this may actually have been satellite. And when you do satellite photography. There is such a there's I've watched the videos. It's really tricky because you're you're moving at like, you know, 20,000 miles an hour 
And so you have to have like even like your your CCD or whatever you're taking has to like the each line has to go at a certain rate and adjust for the movement of the earth below you because you're always taking photos of things that are moving fast. So you can see a little bit of that effect here. Has the U.S. government ever given any public hints as to how many stealth bombers or stealth jet fighters or whatever we have? We know, we know like stealth bombers because of like budget requisitions, we have a pretty good idea of those. And also you can kind of like, ch- uh, we can kind of like chart those because when they count them in like movements and stuff. Um, so if you put up, put up, go to like Wikipedia, you'll see, they say 21 of those were built. Um, hmm. Then there, there was a, there's a really good YouTube channel called the mustard, which goes all sorts of into really good into aircraft and stuff. And he did a pretty neat one about the F-17 and talked about how this thing had been secret for a decade, the F-17 fighter. And do you know why, if you look at the F-17, remember it has those sharp facets and like, you, if you look at this B-2, what we're looking at, it's more smooth. Do you know why the F, the F-17 had those sharp facets? Why is that? Well, because remember they said like, okay, the radar profile, the idea was to avoid have any particular surface that could have, have a larger radar profile. So that's why you have smaller areas. The reason of the sharpness of it was because the computer programs at that time could only calculate flat surfaces. So oh, it was wow. designed, oh. it was one of the first aircraft, yeah, first aircraft designed by, a, like one of the first ever designed by a computer. And because the computer couldn't calculate curves, it had to do those sharp facets. So it did that like, hey, this works. We're just going to go ahead and make it like this because we don't trust ourselves to try to smooth them out. Later, computer technology got better, so that's why the newer stealth, you know, jets are very, very, you know, shapely. So this is still way. on Google Maps. Like you can just search for this location, yeah. and you can and you can see this thing. Uh, yeah, because it's not a secret plane. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I was asking. I wonder what the line is for the government that makes this one like. Oh yeah, sure. Show them the the the, the cool B two bomber thing. Who cares? Whatever. So there was one of the way the Russians found out about some of our stealth planes was it in Area fifty one or uh, there's another facility too where we've been testing stuff. Is we would take this stuff out and we knew when their satellites were coming overhead. So we, if the satellites, the Russian satellites weren't overhead, we would take these things out to go like you know, work on them or service them or whatever and test them. And then we'd put them under cover when the satellites were coming by. Well, the problem was, is they would pull these things out and in the middle of the hot sun, it would, the ground around it would get warmer and then they would pull the thing away. And even though it was no longer out, when a satellite came over with infrared, it could see the shape. Oh, and see, wow. you know? That's bonkers. Yeah. That's like, that's crazy. You look at all this, you know, like, and you're like oh, like, 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 who would think about like, Oh shoot! You know we just made a suntan outline in the dirt of our thing. There's a lot of the stuff now has moved towards drones, and so if you go, you can do a deep dive into like some of these like uh, aviation blogs and sites and stuff, and they start talking about all these bigger. And, and the problem we have when we think about drones is we tend to think about like things that are a couple meters across. Drones can be you know bigger than Cessna's drones can be huge. If you look at the size of a predator drone, that's bigger than a Cessna jet. It's a big ass thing. You could just strap a can to be on top of that and have a person into it, put a person in there. So a lot of the stealth stuff we go, Oh, well, it's just drone stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Drones are right. Can be really effing huge now and yeah. big and weird shapes. Oh, so there you go. A B2 captured. Um, How often are those things just out there? Like, are they just like flying oh. them to make sure that like they don't catch any, uh, mm-hmm. Any any cobwebs? Remember, 
You know what? I yeah, bet they're pilot. never even used. I bet they're just mm. there for safety, just in case. Right. The U.S. motto. <laughs> well, they 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 do. You remember, your pilots have to maintain flight hours. Some of them, you know, maybe you do do patrols, etc. So there's there's that. Um, I had a friend that was driving somewhere in California, and the, he saw this uh, truck with like, uh, I don't know, like a truck with like kind of a convoy and there was a bunch of like tarps on it on top. And he they pulled into some facility. And he, you know, you can't remember specifically where it was, but watched them pull into a facility. And then he took out his iPhone, he's making photos of this. And then a few days later, his buddy who had been driving got contacted by the FBI. That's like, we need you to delete those photos. Really? Uh, and he's like, and like, how did they know? I'm like, because they had other vehicles following to see who was there. And you know, like Boy, crazy stuff. A, so there's a lot of that's a whole question, like as far as like authority or whatever. Like, uh, I mean, do, do do they get to do that? Like, uh, you're the one flying around with a big old red cape Hold and on. an S on Hold your on. chest. Uh, Brian, I your mean, phone your phone's ringing. Ring ring yeah, ring, okay, ring, right. ring 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 yeah. <laughs> ring ring. Hello. Hi. Is this Brian Brushwood? Uh, maybe. Who's this? Oh. Buddy, it's it's your old pal, uh, Doug FBI. I work for the FBI. They make you take their last name. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, what's popping, fam? Uh, uh, nothing. We were just talking about whether or not, like, it's incumbent, like, for the government to, short of martial law or a time of war, tell its citizenry that they can't take photographs of things that are happening in public. LOL. You're so funny. So funny thing you should mention. Remember the other day yeah. when you were taking pictures outdoors of the sky? Yeah, there was a guy flying around with a big red cape, had a giant S on his chest. I thought that was pretty unusual, so I snapped a photo of it. You're so hilarious, man. I got it. I'm telling all my friends these jokes, man, because they are really, really funny. Do me a favor. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I need you to delete. All of those photos. Well, I, I was gonna, I was gonna post them on the internet no. because they're very valuable, no. and this is a very no. unusual thing. So, I want to remind you again. My name is Doug FBI. I work for the FBI. Right. So, just between me and you, you know, we're working for you, okay, all the time, right. really hard, okay. So. I just need you to just do one fun little job for me. Right. And those pictures of the sky, I just need you to delete them uh, well, right now. Uh, Let's okay, go ahead and get out your phone right now. I mean, first of all, we're on the phone. We're on the phone right now. Uh, so, yeah, so, but, it, but, but, but let's say, let's say I forget. You can switch, you can switch apps. You know, Hi, hey, this up. is Johnny Justice Department here. Yeah, um, yeah. this is my yeah, friend yeah, Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, great. I hear your concerns and stuff. You know, I was speaking to what was that guy's name? Uh, Julian Assange. <laughs> yeah. Was foreign yeah. name. He brought up some of those same concerns mm -hmm. and, uh, well, just see how that turned out. You know, I'm just saying, not a threat, not a threat. Oh, there, love. Oh, hey, this is my friend Iris IRS. Uh, 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 she's really annoying. Yeah, I could be a sight more annoying if you don't delete the photos. <laughs> uh, uh, man, I, I don't like her. She's really, you, really frustrating. You, and just, just add, I'm going to be helpful here. Uh, have you read? All the laws got passed with some of our Department of Homeland Security issues and some of these other things. Oh, no, you couldn't have because they're not public. So 
why don't oh, you that's interesting. The yeah. being able to cite like secret laws that are yeah. made available to the citizens? It's because they're secret. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. mean they're not real. In fact, uh, here's a law that I know you might not know. Your name is now Doug. Oh, no. Yeah. But hmm. only my first name, right? It's Shh. not like I'm actually... Oh God, where where did I get this suit? Yeah. Why am I wearing sunglasses now? Exactly. Oh no. And now you need to give us your phone. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> and we're deleting. Yeah, I saw the ring. I break <laughs> I have the- seven days to go find somebody who has some photos. I break delete. the curse and I make Doctor Strange magic <laughs> and I push you through it. Okay. Uh so yeah. Um we can get very political here, but <laughs> we'll spare our audience. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think, I think, like uh, Brian, in all seriousness, that is something that is, you know, uh, concerning when when a a government agency can can politely ask you to delete photos off right. your phone, well, 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 uh, regardless uh, uh, of whatever their their uh, things are. If 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 I'm reading your point uh, clearly, it's the question is not how can they, or, or I'm asking the question should they. And the real question is, uh, can they? And the answer to can they is yes. Well, can they? Like, I mean, like if if somebody called you and said, uh, uh, okay, well, you should do this. We would, your country greatly needs you to do this, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, cool. Instagram posting the FBI totally told right. me not but, to publish but, but these. We've already seen that there are like non- punchline uh operations where it's like well let's just ruin this person's reputation and make an example out of them yeah and and you know i think that there's probably a line between you know how realistic some of that stuff is how much of it is is you know somebody just you know looking to cover up their tracks but i again i don't think our government would ever or people within it would ever maliciously go after or punish people based upon disagree with them politically or otherwise brian that's just crazy talk and so you know the rights of everybody are respected all of this so yeah anyway man good talking to you conspiracy theory click i hung up on doug fbi all right uh classic new character let him know to make room all right (laughs) uh so um i got a cool story for you by cool i mean awesome terrifying whatever and uh one of those things you're like oh we can do that now um you know one of the things that they do with artificial intelligence systems is try to build systems that can like want to play to test them as can it learn to play a game like pong Mm. right i saw this this is good yeah there's a company called cortical labs that is building chips that are kind of specially designed chips because their goal is like hey you know what's really, you know what makes for really good computers and like computation and problem solving? Uh, actual brains. And you know what actual brains are made of? Like neurons, like living neurons. And you can get neurons to survive outside of an organism. So what if you have a cluster of neurons and get it to solve a problem? In this case, cluster of brain cells in a dish playing Pong. Cool. But guess what? What if we put it up? Against a competitor. That was a, a human or something? That, well, no. So there was the cluster neuron. So the human element was just the neurons learning how to play Pong. Okay. And then you matched it up against 
uh, an, AI an AI learning to play Pong, who do you think won? Uh, uh, well, let's see. One is a technology that I only found out about 10 minutes ago. The other is an emerging field that has taken for... I'm going to go with the AI. Still got it, baby. The neurons <laughs> beat them. Really? Yeah. Wow. Eat, eat it, Inky Poo. John Henry wins. Mm-hmm. So this company, if you go to the, the Cortical Labs website, it's kind of cool. Their whole idea is like these, you know, these neurons are able to hold certain kinds of states and remember stuff, and they still function in ways that we don't fully understand. And they say that they're able to build them. Uh, you know, they're able to build a system. You know, a really full-fledged Pong system on an AI is going to be great, but for a small collection, seeing like how well they will get to work. They make a very interesting claim on their webpage because they talk about, hey, like, why, why use biological neurons? Like, you know, the brain, the human brain only uses like 20 watts. And one of the goals, speaking as a guy who also works for an artificial intelligence organization, is when you're trying to build AGI, artificial general intelligence systems that are as capable of performing tasks as people are, one of the caveats in there is you need to make sure they're efficient. If it costs you a million dollars every time you run a machine, not an effective system. And right now we're competing with humans whose brains work on 20 watts. Mm. So, you know, that's, you know, the challenge. So and, uh, is this a case of what? Like uh, stem cells are cultured into a bunch of neurons? Um, uh, I, like I'm, I'm hearing the words biological neurons, but it's not clear to me human neurons, animal neurons, uh, extracted from what and trained to play Pong by what? In the article, that's human brain cells. That's wild. Uh, cool. Yeah. So um, that's uh, one of the pathways. And that's, you know, if you have systems, there's, you know, things that people are working in, into is like one, as we've mentioned maybe before, DNA storage, the idea of using DNA to store information. Because DNA could be pretty resilient, and uh, you know, a billion years later, we still have DNA carrying information. And then now we've got, you know, let's continue this. And I remember an article in like like Scientific America or Popular Science from like the 1980s, which talked about like they had this. It was like a spider jet with like a grasshopper, and the idea was like creating like chips that used you know animal or whatever you know brain cells or something. Because there, the idea is it could be resistant to an EMP. Because you could have like, you know, an EMP attack and the chip would still function in theory. I don't know how everything else would function around it. But point <laughs> is, very interesting. Of course, though, one of the things that happens is there's a conference every year called NeurIPS, which is a conference of neuroscientists and uh, artificial intelligence experts and machine learning people. So you bring people from two very, very different fields. You know, one's very biological, one's very mathematical, whatever, but that's been going on for decades. And they kind of do presentation papers and they learn from each other. And as AI has evolved over the years, we'll make a discovery. The first neural networks we made in AI were actually based upon looking at the, the structure of the optic nerve and looking at how information moved through there. And then we've been going further and further into the brain. And AI has, every time we make an advancement about how the brain works, AI has been able to find a way to incorporate that and learn from that. So maybe, you know, 20 years from now, maybe it won't actually be a biological chip, or maybe it will be. Maybe it'll be a chip, a specially bespoke biological system designed to process information. That's I mean, bonkers. Yeah, that is, that is, yeah. that's heavy, Doc. That was my favorite thing about like Alien and like Blade Runner when Ridley Scott depicted robots. 
is when you cut them open, it wasn't wires. It was yeah. like goo and just milky looking stuff. And you're like, and they kind of expanded that idea further. Like Blade Runner is a bit more like, wait, are we using the word robot or Android instead of clone? Like, yeah. Are these just clones? Are these just like clones of people that? Yeah. Is, is that just you know? a pejorative that we are calling it because we need to separate them sociologically from from other people? Yeah. Artificial persons yeah, no, just because they were yeah. grown in a lab yeah. or whatever. Robot. Get yeah. out of here. It's a replicant. Like, oh, no, replicants. And it's got DNA. And it's like, hey, sure. Sure. This isn't a, a person. No, no. That's a trademark term totally different yeah sony owns that uh by the way your mcdonald's burger king collaboration just had me just going like i'm like the conviction at which you guys were able to do that from that um they're actually if you type in burger king mcdonald's collaboration uh there was a, a point at which uh one burger king proposed for charity or something like that that there would be a mcwhopper okay the idea that you could go to either one and order a mcwhopper to sort of like celebrate both of them and so that was you know one attempt at that but uh i wouldn't surprise me if somewhere there was some crazy kind of like collaboration or something you know some experiment because you know like you said like in some market or something like that they had to like ah oh, we could only have one fast food restaurant in yeah. the jersey aisles you know and i uh, would the 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 and this could be a false memory but i think the version i remember was like like quite literally one pop-up store for one event or something but uh mm -hmm. but that could be totally misremembered i i wouldn't be shocked i mean if you look at where fast food is kind of going and and the fact that uh you know the the, the chains that are popping up and and thriving are not quite in the same vein that mcdonald's and and burger king were i i wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of like hooray for fast food kind of like consolidation element yeah uh, it's like it's like uh, uh where they all the beer companies a couple of years ago were about to do like a huge like you know beef it's what's for dinner level like just industry we're all together go have a beer kind of thing uh, and then it fell apart because like I think like Coors Light made fun of Miller Light or something in a Super Bowl ad and that then the whole thing kind of fell apart but I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we see like a you know what's there when you need it fast food fast food's great uh, celebrate by getting a a, a, a Mick Whopper Chalupa uh, <laughs> with with the Colonel's herbs and spices on it because fast food's great I'm all right. I'm going to go out on on a limb and say that uh, uh, the fact that all of those so many brands are secretly all just one company is a weakness and not a benefit, and that they the odds of them uh, 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 broadcasting that would would be fairly slim. Like it's not a helpful thing that KFC and uh, you know that Yum Brands owns Taco Those Bell. Three, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, it's like that's not an. I mean, it's a tactical advantage. Not like you know. What my favorite thing about Taco Bell is is that it's owned by a mega corporation named Yum Brands, who also owns all these other guys. Yeah, but also it's like all right. So what what would you if there was a industry wide fast food thing that was doing like a gigantic here's to fast food Super Bowl ad, right? Let, let, let's say that maybe even the thing that you buy there, let's put that on the side for a second, but just a hooray for fast food Super Bowl ad because fast food sales 
in general are plummeting. They need to reverse it, certain trends. It, it would be McDonald's. It, it would be uh, you, you would enemize hunger and it's like uh, and, and it would be pure numbers. OK, sure. Now you're thinking of the actual <laughs> the actual message. But I'm saying, like, who would be a part of it? It would be McDonald's, Burger King, Yum Brands. Anybody I mean, yeah, else? Uh, uh, I, I would I would imagine that nobody would want to lend their personal brand to it because uh, and instead it would just be something um, like a, like like it would be like a, similar to no one brand is ever associated with the American Dairy Board. No one brand is ever associated with those beef. It's what's for dinner. No one brand is ever associated with. It would be one of those. So, 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 behind the scenes. But you're saying, but you're saying, in, 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 in the Super Bowl the ad, in the Super Bowl ad, you're never seeing a McDonald's logo. You're correct. never seeing a Burger King logo. You're that's never correct. seeing any logo. That's correct. What you see is never is, seeing any bags, any cups. You, you are seeing uh, numbers of people who were safe from starvation. Number of people who got their start and went yeah. on to become CEOs. Can I? All the positive can, messaging. Can we take a break now? Yeah. And could we enjoy we and celebrate it. world? World peace, which is yeah. what, what Burger King wanted to have. The idea is let's if they could work together, the world could have world peace. And let's have a World Peace Day burger. And what we're going to do, the Peace Day burger, mm -hmm. it's going to be a hybrid of a Whopper, a Danny's Bacon Slam burger, Wayback's Wayback Classic, Crystal's Cheese Crystal, and Giraffe's Brutus, which I never heard about, combined all together. And we'll put it in a pop-up that's in a parking lot shared by McDonald's and Burger King. Go on. And it was done. It's a thing that happened. Wow. The peace And it actually looks burger. pretty damn good. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what we were thinking of. Yeah, I bet you that was. But there was there was a McWhopper campaign that Burger King uh, pitched, pitched, but apparently it didn't happen because nobody at Burger King actually pitched it to McDonald's. It was all just a PR campaign. Uh, <laughs> And so uh, that was that. Well, turns out that was the reason because no one. No, actually... no, no. May I? May I? They pitched it. It was actually like the UK Burger King. They pitched it on August twenty sixth, and the September twenty first, they went ahead and did the Peace Day Burger, which was this. So, yeah, I guess it, was it a like a, a it would have been a, a real like thing. business people like. There was a meeting taken and they pitched it, or was it like a press release that's like, we're hereby pitching to McDonald's the McWhopper? Uh, it, Burger King it was, you, even acknowledged right. that it had not uh, told McDonald's in this article that I'm seeing. Uh, well, so, yeah, it, it was a UK UK Burger King tweet tweeted out, hey, okay. let's go do this thing. So it came from an official Burger King account in the UK. Let's go yes. do this Peace Day Burger. Okay. Uh, and then McDonald's, whatever, didn't go along with whatever. And then on the 21st of September of that year, they had opened up a pop-up and they made this burger combining all these different things. But so instead of the McWhopper, they brought in all these, because I think all the other fast food brands were like, hey, we'll be a part of this. Oh, uh, so they got on board to 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 make the ultimate burger. They 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 sell it for one day in a in a parking lot. Give it away. Give it away. Sorry. Uh, well, look at that. Uh, and how how yeah. long ago was that? Twenty fifteen. Uh, Twenty fifteen, yeah. and we're still talking about it. Now that's PR. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's a good. That's a good PR. It's my new character. <laughs> PR rating Italian. <laughs> So let's do some picks then, so you can tell us your uh, hey. Your PR. Uh, uh, 
a scene of the show. It's a show called uh, The Witcher. I love uh, The Witcher. Uh, uh, so many uh, monsters. Uh, I really like uh, the action. I have no idea what happened in uh, the first season, but I kind of just picked up as we went along because I accidentally skipped a uh, 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 last season on thing, and they don't have it readily available in the menu for Netflix. But I really like, we watched the first uh, uh, episode and a half, and uh, uh I just like The Witcher, uh, man. Uh, uh, it's just uh, colorful. Yeah, uh, just dropping in straight in on season two, and and uh, I saw it. No, we watched the first season. Oh, and we okay. really liked okay. it, but God, for as like that season went, you, like I remember things that happened halfway through, and then I remember being like, Jesus, we're not even like close to the end of this story. And I remember vaguely there was a big war, and people did some things, and people went places or whatever people did some things yeah some people did some things and uh uh so yeah that was uh, uh I, I didn't remember exactly where all of our characters were left but uh i just i don't know i like the fact that it is a show that is very committed to understanding every episode has x amount of crazy characters x amount of inventive violence and X amount of charisma from your likable leading cast. And like, uh, it is always one step ahead. You're never bored by a magical universe, which is always the worst when it's like, look at this insane realm. Let's all talk at a dinner table for an hour. And it's like, that's boring. That's what normal, that's what happens in my world. Somebody, can we please have magical elves? And this show says, yes, you can. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so my kids started watching a, uh, anime on Funimation called Shadow's House. And I just happened to walk, walk in episodes are really, really short. I think they're 22 minutes a pop. Uh, so I came in at, you know, halfway through the first episode, which means I missed all of 10 minutes. And, uh, uh, I tried really hard to not pay attention to it. And meanwhile, so off the walls, so out there, so crazy, like it's very clear there's a deep allegory they're trying they're headed towards but 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 i i ain't figured out which one it is just yet it's weird it's about uh these uh uh pitch black soot beings uh that are uh called shadows and they get themselves some living dolls who you know do whatever they're told to do and look like humans and uh none of them know their purpose and boy are they stingy about releasing any facts about where this is headed or anything, but, uh, but, uh, I, I'm continuing to enjoy the unfolding mystery. I'm about halfway through it right now, starting to get wee bit frustrated with it's like, all right, are you going to tell us or no? Uh, but, uh, but, but, but it's, it's very, very gorgeous, beautifully crafted, all that stuff. Whose house? Shadow's house. Uh, I got a pick. I uh, I I I fell into a ravine over the over the weekend, and I'm not. A ravine? Oh my god! Are you okay? And I'm not ready Should to. Should we get the rope? I'm not oh. ready to climb out just yet. So open up the pit. So I found out last week that uh, an old game that I had played a lot as a kid had been remastered and re-put out on modern on the phones and on the Switch and on the computer and all. And uh, I I remembered like, oh, you know, I had a fun time with that game. That was all right. Um, but I never got like really into super into it. Apparently in the 20 years since that game out, people really got into this game and figured out how it works. Uh, I'm talking about monster rancher, 
uh, specifically two, but they've got Monster Rancher one and two uh, deluxe DX out, and they are those original PlayStation games, the ones where you would put you could put another CD in and it would generate a little like Pokemon type monster for you. And the difference, the big difference being, uh, unlike say Pokemon or Digimon or any of the other games at the time, those are all like adventure games, right? Like you start here, you get strong, and then you beat the game. This is an open-ended like business game. Like you raise a monster however you want. You can fight if you want. You can combine them if you want. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of like end game, um, very complicated ways to 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 actually progression in the game but it's it's really interesting and and having gone back to it two decades later now and having you know looked at all the guides and see how people have broken apart the game um it feels totally different it feels like a totally different game even if you're like min maxing because you still have to work without having a lot of money you still have to make your way through and i'm i'm super digging it the big the biggest thing that they've added i think is uh, a fast forward mode the game will just play at two times speed because there's a lot of menus and they it's it's an old game so everything is a little slower and and so you just play it at double speed and you just you're just blasting through it's great man i i'm i'm having a blast with it in in monster rancher ravine that's right i'm i'm deep down here don't come out m double r don't don't no rope yet maybe in a couple weeks Um, so yeah, but, uh, and it's on the phone. I was worried about getting it on the phone cause I was like, well, what if I want to stream it? But now that I have it on my phone and then like there's guides and all the min maxing and you just, it's, there's a certain chore to it, right? Just, okay. This week I give him this item and I do this. And then this week I give him this item and I do this. Uh, that would not be interesting for anybody. And now I can do it anywhere. So I think it is also very good. The, the mobile port is good. It's like 20, 20 some bucks, uh, but very worth it. Very, there's a lot in here. Cool. Yeah. Andrew? I'm I'm going to double down on a pick that Brian had made before out of like, uh, Brian had this sort of like, I try to think. I think I like the thing. I don't know. We'll see. And that's Saturday morning all-star smash or small star hits. Hey. I still, I, I still have not jumped in yet. I'm still afraid to watch it. But, but How far but, did but, you but, get? How uh, far did you oh, get? Oh, no, no, no. Quite literally just seeing the pitch on it and hearing Bryce okay. talk about it. I've watched one or two. I've watched two, maybe two and a half episodes. But it's I've great. watched it all, gentlemen, so I have the knowledge. Um, it is amazing. It builds. It is not. It starts off, you thinking like it's disconnected vignettes, but then it progresses and they all tie together. The idea is that's the Saturday morning show in kind of like the early 90s. I was not watching a lot of cartoons at that point because I was an adult and I did not realize like these parodies, like some of me like, oh, I guess that's kind of a like Paul Rudd is in the creative critters where he's a, he's a creative a guy is a creative designer with these like, you know, magical bear-like creatures living in a shed in his backyard and one has scissors for hands and one have paste and stuff and he's trying to land in an account you have randy this this dinosaur that gets brought into the 1990s and who's like a skater dude and dealing with life and so the animation style spot on for that period they actually bring in voice actors and people worked on that kind of stuff like frank uh, welker etc um it's these vignettes like you're watching the Saturday morning all-star hits show where Kyle Mooney plays these twin brothers and it's great CG because they're in the scene together and you'd think that it's two two twins and they introduce the cartoons and then you start to get like 
the story sort of evolves and like, you know, the twin brothers, one of them gets a voice, gets a job doing a voice on one of the cartoons and he becomes a hit. And what happens to the twin brothers? And then there's the evolution of the plot as they come back to each cartoon as it progresses. Uh, I am a big fan of this. I think it's super, super clever. And I got to the end of it. I'm like, I hope they do another season because I thought they brought it all. The cohesive sort of storyline was great. And the cartoons they parody, like I, I thought some were like completely made up. Like they have like, you know, they kind of make a thing, talk about dumb, like there's one on there about like slingers, like these, you know, shitting rubber bands things. And you're like, oh, okay, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And like, no, that was based on an actual cartoon, the legend of the Hawaiian slammers. Wow. <laughs> and so you get into this, like, oh yeah, this, they have a cartoon called like, uh, pro bros, which are, they're the lesser known brothers of famous athletes who go out and solve crimes. And that's oh, actually wow. based off of yeah. pro stars. Pro yeah. stars, yeah. Gretzky, uh, Jordan, and yeah. Bo Jackson. And so, yeah, it is. I I didn't know any of that, and I got a lot out of it. Have you watched that sort of stuff? I think you'd get even more out of it. It was just fun and just really, really well done. It's The theme really is about brotherhood, and I would say that's sort of there. So big fan. Thank you, Brian, for bringing it up. Saturday Morning All-Star Hits. Uh, dude, well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you pioneered on ahead and declared the territory well, safe, I think Bryce safe to first. keep going. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, first, well, I, oh, I, kept, I did keep going, though. I did keep going. You did. You I did. did keep, I did. Because I'm, like, I'm like, that's right. Uh, yeah. There's no winners, but like, Andrew wins. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I was, because I was in, I'm like, this is kind of neat. Is this just going to be every episode like this? And then the next episode picked up on that cartoon story from before. And it keeps progressing and it keeps evolving. And you're like, oh, this is this is really well thought out and really neat. And then when you get to the point at which, you know, people have murdered each other and there's an OJ Simpsons like investigation that pops up in the middle of the show to tell us about the, the storyline of people from before. I'm in. Yeah. That's awesome. It's been weird. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.